Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, January 10th. Landon, do you have the victory cap ready? Uh, it's queued up. It's queued up. It's right I knew here. I could... I knew I could always rely on you. I was just making sure, since we're remote, I can't exactly see what's going on behind the scenes today. Um, so I did just want to verify because we're not going to miss any opportunities to uh, for you to don the victory cap. Um, 2020 was, you know, there was a, they were scarce, those wins. So we're going to collect as many as we can in 2021. The Vols took care of business on the road at Texas A&M. Um, the Vols don't lose in Texas. It's that simple. Um, they've been winning uh, since the 1700s, and they're going to continue doing so. Um, so it just carried over Rick Barnes is there. And then when he goes back, he just wins there again. Exactly. So, it was mentioned that, the, right. It was mentioned that A&M must hate Rick Barnes, um, because he has not made it. Uh, he doesn't lose to him. It's not very often that they've gotten the better of Rick Barnes and recruiting battles too. I mean, Texas A&M, right. do you ever hear about Texas A&M being a good basketball team anyway? So that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, like we said, the Vols get the win in College Station, and then a uh, little mixed up to their schedule this week. COVID isn't done um, playing its, uh, you know, getting its hand in on college sports. So this week, the Vols, due to COVID issues at South Carolina and then COVID issues at Missouri, right? That was Vanderbilt's opponent? Yes. The Vols will take on Vanderbilt Tuesday night, and then also their original originally scheduled – Matchup for Saturday night uh, will be played. So Vandy twice in a row. Yeah, hey, it's always it, it's Vandy week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Vandy <laughs> week. It's uh, it's gonna be good to get two back to back wins. It's gonna be nice. Yeah, too bad. Uh, I think Tuesday is at their terrible. Yes. Do you even call it an arena? It, it, is, is, it, it is. It is not an arena. It is a um, gymnasium. It's oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I think it is. It's, isn't that what it's called? Is I could it, be wrong. I don't know. It's like uh, memorial it's, something. Yeah, it's it's, it's gross. stupid. It's stupid is the point. Yes, it that's is. the point. Uh, and then Hooker to the Hill. I, I like that. I like that little tab. Um, Vols pick up. Uh, you knew they were going to need to go get a quarterback in this class with uh, obviously Jared Garantano leaving. Well, I shouldn't say obviously because he did have an extra year. He could have stayed. Uh, but Jared Garantano leaving. JT Shroud announced his transfer to Colorado. Uh, that quarterback room's looking thin. You don't know exactly what's going to happen with it. Uh, so they did need to add a quarterback to that class. They got a guy with power five experience, which was going to be easier probably to do in this transfer window. Regardless, though, you got a guy that's had plenty of uh, major college football experience. That's that's big for Tennessee. That's nice to add to that quarterback room. We'll talk all about um, Hooker to the Hill. Hooker to the Hill, baby. I'm, and then we've I'm, got kinda, some- I'm, I'm really interested – about this with, with everything going on the uncertainty i know we're going to talk about it a little bit more but i just think that's wild 
to just make a decision like that, and you really yeah. don't know what's going to happen with the coaching staff. Well, it shows you what's being said behind the scenes, at least. So, I mean, regardless of what's really happening, at least the players are being and the recruits are being told like some like they're being told something's happening in terms of like Pruitt staying, right? Because you don't do that if you don't know who the coach is. You would think, but nothing. I've I've learned in my what. How old am I? 25? 25 years of fandom that nothing this university does makes any sense whatsoever. That's fair. It's a fair point. I, I can't forget that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about it. We, then we've got some more. We'll talk some more transfer portal, um, some more volunteers hitting or potentially hitting the transfer portal. Some maybe more to come. Um, who the, will the Vols get anyone else in the transfer portal? We'll, we'll talk all about that. It's uh it's become the talk of the town this year. Uh, then we'll also talk about some of the coaching uncertainty the longer this goes in, I don't know which shot I'm on. Like it in terms of like, I don't, the longer it goes, my heart tells me that means Jeremy Pruitt's going to stay, but the logical Tennessee fan in me that knows how Tennessee athletic department operates says that probably just means more chaos is on its way. And Jeremy Pruitt's out. And you love chaos, big chaos. guy. <laughs> I am. I do root for chaos. Um, <laughs> And the good thing is, is I can walk away from Tennessee athletics at any point in my life. Um, so it really doesn't involve me. So I am rooting for chaos kind of outside of it, but I, I do feel personal to this one and I don't root for chaos in my own life. I only root in, the, in chaos for others. Yeah. Like you like to see it from afar. Exactly. I don't like to experience Just it. Just like, like the, the it. Mike Leach. You, you love to, to have him close enough in the SEC where you can keep an eye on him, but maybe not at the University of Tennessee. Keep him as close to as far away as you can for me, please. <laughs> and then we're talking some NFL playoffs. There have been some great NFL playoffs games, some um, heartbreaker ones if you're a Titans fan. See, that's what I would like to be with a with Tennessee is how I am with the Tennessee Titans. Like, I can walk away from the Tennessee Titans. Like, today it sucked, and I was like, like what? But, I, you know, it's not going to ruin my night. No, you're going to – you'll move on. Yeah, exactly. I wish I could do that with the Tennessee Vols. Um, unfortunately, I can't. But that was a heartbreaker one to lose uh, in the in the wild card, especially because your first couple of drives, both offensively and defensively, looked really good. Yeah, I just don't understand the not going for it on fourth and two on your side of the fifty down four. I'll never understand it. <laughs> but I can I can look at those coaching decisions and be like, well, okay, yeah, that sucks. That's it. I That's mean, it. That if sucks. you want, no one talks about it, but. Right. The fact that you didn't, it's going to be brought back up. But the fact that Vrabel was kind of been mentioned as a riverboat Ron kind of person. Like, he likes to gamble. He, he likes to go. Like, I think last week they went for it on 4th and eleven, And then this week, dude, you got to win. Yeah. I did, doesn't it feel like the wildest guys punt it or, like, do weird safe things in the weirdest possible moments of games? Yeah. So it does kind of seem like on brand. Just didn't make a sort lot of. of sense. No, I agree. No, I agree. Hard Absolutely. Hard. Yeah, it it's, uh, it it sucks. It's especially because of the way this team was trending. Um, but someone had a good tweet where this team could beat anybody any week, but they could also lose to anybody any week. Sure. So the playoffs were going to be very very. And that's kind of like the whole NFL this issue in the chat. It, that- it honestly has. Do you think COVID's leveled the playing field for that? Where like there's just been so many unknowns. Like even the best teams 
I don't know. Just like this whole year has been like I haven't seen a like football season like betting wise without COVID. Right. But I'm wondering. I'm I'm interested to see what the difference is in predictions and things like that because you just can't predict anything really. <laughs> no, I do have a working theory um, that I haven't I haven't done any statistical analysis of, but I'm going to throw it out there just. Hot take, I guess. Okay. I feel like COVID separated call like the college football teams because there's just so many college. The talent gap is bigger, right? Where that's not the case in the NFL. So I think college separated like the Alabama, the Clemson, the Ohio States, the Notre Dames, um, those teams that are really you know that have been trending good already or were good already, um, and then the the NFL where the talent gap's not as big, where um, the guys that are in the league deserve to be in the league and can, can, can compete with anybody um, that that COVID gap, you know, that it's kind of closed it. But I also, you haven't heard of a lot of like outbreaks this year. I feel like in the NFL, am I wrong? Yeah. I'm wondering if more of it is just, I don't injure like they, it's, it's how injuries. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Just maybe just second guessing everything. I don't know, it, it, but yeah, it has been weird. This year has made me feel like I know nothing about football in terms of gambling. Yeah, nothing. It's true. It's, the past two days have been terrible for me. Rip in peace. I'm sorry to hear that. Cold street. <laughs> it's all Rip good. We're back. I got it. I'll just go ahead and put the victory cap on, guys. Go check out our sponsors: Tennessee Tap House, Blue Water Climate Control, and um, Hound Dogs. Go do that. It's getting cold. Blue Water Climbing Control has a ton of deals right now, so go check them out. Vols are not it's, it's not, we it's not getting it's not getting cold, Landon. It is freaking freezing. Okay. Yeah, I took the dogs on a walk today and it was it was pretty miserable. And you regretted that instantly? Yeah, I did. There's not a great way to like wear this. That's that's <laughs> the, not bad. That's the not headphones bad. don't don't yeah, help it. They, they don't agree with it. Hey, guys, if y'all have any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. We'll be happy to get to those um, throughout the show. Also, tell us where you're listening from. Yeah, do it. Have you got I'm, a chance I'm, to listen to Morgan Wallen's double album? I haven't, but I'm also not a big Morgan Wallen guy in general. But I, I, I have heard good things, so I am going to listen to it at some point. Grant Williams said it was um, fire. So. Maybe if I get to play golf tomorrow, maybe I'll listen to it on the golf course. Okay. I, we'll see. I don't know. It's um, pretty good. I maybe. haven't got to listen. There's so many songs. Like a double album is just like too much. Oh, there, there's that. Oh, it's a double. Okay. Well, yeah. See, I, I was under the impression from Grant Williams' tweet there's only one song. Anyways, I thought he released a single. I didn't realize. So he did the opposite of releasing a single and released as many songs as possible. The man's been working during COVID. We thought he was just partying, getting a. To be fair, public in talks, but no, he's been working. To be fair, to write country music, don't you have to do those things? Party and. Yeah, but you also have to have to have time to write it down too. Maybe <laughs> just straight Maybe. off the dome. Exactly. Hey, just record exactly. me. I'm just gonna talk real slow and uh, let it rhyme every now and then. Country you're getting song. you're getting it onto something, Landon. Let's uh, let's talk Vols and A and M. Um, Tennessee taking care of business on the road. You know, this Texas A&M team, I think, is going to be a pretty good team down the stretch. Um, they're going to be physical. Buzz Williams coaches, you know, hard defense. Um, so, I think it's probably better you, you got them 
this end of the season. Um, not that I don't think Tennessee could win, but when you talk about potential, you know, matchups, uh, I think Texas A&M presents a challenging one. I don't, I don't think they're, um, you know, they're, they've been a thorn in some people's sides the past couple of years um, just because of how physical they've been. I think this is only Buzz Williams' second year. Is that correct? Yeah, I think we had a tough game with them, I think, at home last year, if I remember correctly. They ended up winning, but Buzz is on the court half the freaking game. Yeah, he was. And it's best. Um, yeah, but I mean, did he go to Regal Tuxedo in, on <laughs> yes. Kingston Pike before he? That's exactly where he went. <laughs> um, but I, they, they are physical. They, you know, and they Tennessee thankfully does outmatch this team. Um, and then, man, I mean, when you start that hot, I think at one point towards the end of the first half, they were shooting sixty-two percent from the field, um, like forty-something percent from three. Now, on the back of Santiago Vescovi, who hilariously apparently had a bad warm-up and comes out. Not missing. It's a Euro ball. Warm ups don't matter in Euro ball. No, exactly. I mean, he and he found that nice spot in the corner um, that he really liked. That they gave him three, either lightly contested or wide open, um, and he wasn't going to miss after he hit the first one from there. Yeah, I, I think the the key to this game was just starting off fast, and then um, when you came out of halftime, you're only up seven. But I mean, the the lead was never really in doubt, and then you come out out of halftime and then go on a 7-0 run. They have to take a timeout. I mean, it was – Texas A&M was not going to come back from 14 down with Tennessee's defense. They, they just don't have enough offensive firepower. And there's not a lot of teams that have firepower, enough firepower to – Correct. If Tennessee gets out to that lead, that, that defense isn't going to let up. Um, so that's good. And, and one thing Tennessee can improve in this game is rebounding. Um, you got, number one, out-rebounded. Um, but you were pretty much out. You were pretty much beat on the boards the whole game. Yep. Yeah, Vescovi was huge. I think he had four in the first, like, first part of the first half. Um, he had six total. But Tennessee, I thought, moved the basketball around a lot yesterday. I, I think we've kind of gotten onto him a little bit of how it just kind of gets to one side of the court and it just kind of stays there and, and guys don't really move. They just kind of pass it between themselves. But I thought there was a ton of good ball movement yesterday. Got a lot of open shots. Had a 23 assists on 27 made buckets. So, a lot of open shots, and then we capitalized on those open shots. Yeah, I think the offense did, like you said, it looked a lot better. The ball movement, um, where you've seen flashes of it in games, I thought the ball movement was um, pretty good throughout the Texas A&M game. Um, I think this offense still has quite a ways to go um, in terms of either – Taking shots, you know, because a lot of times, which, you know, can be a good thing. Guys passing up, you know, decent looks, um, trying to find that that next great look. Um, but it also puts us late in the shot clock a lot. That That's not, you know, always friendly to your um, – it doesn't help you out. If, if you get late in the shot – the defense wants to get you as late as possible in the shot clock. You're, mm-hmm. you're only um, helping the defense there. And, and I, I feel like a lot of guys are passing up some decent looks, looking for better looks. Sometimes when you get a good look, you just got to shoot it. Uh, maybe hesitant because – Shooting hasn't been fantastic over the last stretch of games. Um, but the offense can still take some more strides. I feel like if you're – I mean, and again, I feel like that's nitpicking. Like, I feel like I'm nitpicking. But if I'm going to say anything needs work, it's um, it's definitely still on the offensive end. I don't know how much better you can get on the defensive end with this Tennessee team. They force everything inside out. Teams to beat you are going to have to shoot lights out from three. And as frustrating as it is when it happens, it's not going to happen every game or – you know, a lot of games or hardly any games. 
And even if if they're hot, I mean, we have to be cold because, right? I mean, you saw against Arkansas where they shot forty percent from three, but we're still able to win by five. Um, yeah, and probably point. should it probably should have been a lot more. Texas A and M, I feel like should have been a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. But that's me nitpicking again. You won by fourteen. How much can you really complain about this game? Did we get sloppy at times? Yeah, Springer had six turnovers. Um, we had trouble inbounding the ball for whatever reason a little bit yesterday. And then my, my only thing is, like, a lot of people are mentioning Fulkerson and how he's not as productive on offense. I think a lot of that is just how how many weapons you have on the floor at one time. You know, yeah, certainly. Yeah, I agree. If you're the only weapon and you're inside, yeah, you're going to get a lot more touches. But if you have guys on that, you know, point guards and shooting guards are meant to score. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it, I think it's a lot. Yeah, maybe could he have more than than seven shots? Sure, maybe. But I feel like with with a physical team like Texas A and M, you needed to. They were going to force you to make um, jump shots, and we did that. And he had eleven points, five rebounds. He was four for seven from the floor. I don't know how much more you really want from the guy. No, I think that, and that's a good thing. You don't need a ton from him like you did last year. Um, and not saying that, you know, obviously Fulgerson handled it well last year when he was called upon. I mean, he went into Kentucky, and we know what happened then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so good that he can when called upon, but it's also good that you can lift some of the weight off his shoulders. Teams have certainly been keen on him a little bit more this year, um, you know, forcing other guys to make plays uh, outside of Fulkerson. And, and – you know, so he's it's, it's more challenging for him to get points. It's harder to earn points. Um, but thankfully, there are other guys on this this team that can score, that can produce. Um, it's not going to just rely on Fulkerson. I think you're going to see, um, you know, see a lot of Fulkerson not being the main guy the rest of the season. Uh, now, you know, is he going to have plenty of double-digit games? Yeah, absolutely. And he, and he should because he's still one of your better players. But it's not going to be like last year where he's, you know, he's your first look almost every possession. Um, so, and I think that's a good thing. I, I do. Uh, yeah. Could he have played a little bit better, probably specifically on the boards. Uh, but I thought he played a good game and, and, and this is for focusing, but this is for the whole team uh, being a little bit more physical on offense. And I know the officiating, a lot of people were not happy with the officiating. Um, I don't know where I stand on it. Just watching it one time. Uh, I do know they got a lot more fouls or we had a lot more fouls called on us, um, but we did not get to the free throw line enough. Um, you'd like to see your, you'd like to see you. So you go into the hole and earning more foul shots. Yeah. And that's the majority of his points have really been at the free throw line. He's made a killing um, at the charity stripes so far this season. So, yeah, I mean, I want more production out of him, but I don't know. Like, like you said, I don't think you really need it. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to be underrated. He's going to have 12 or so points, five or six rebounds a game. And, I mean, that's enough. Yeah. And then there's probably games where he has more than that. He is probably 18 where he dominates somebody that, but a team like Texas A&M, I think 11 and five, I think that's right where you should be. Uh, I'd like to see more rebounds from him and and more rebounds from Ponds. Um, We're going to need our bigs to get more involved on the boards. Um, You know, I I think they had nine offensive rebounds yesterday. So yeah, everybody needs a crash the board, especially on the defensive side. You know, Anasicki, he didn't get a lot of minutes yesterday. Um, really, not a lot of big men, and it was probably more of a matchup uh, thing for Rick Barnes. But not a lot of big men, but you got out 
counted and outworked. Uh, Kumwa came in. He did not play a lot, but in the few minutes he played, um, he had one specific where he caught the ball, and instead of hesitating, he went right up and, and had a nice little bucket just below the basket. Um, I thought his three minutes were probably his best three minutes of basketball that he played at Tennessee so far. Yeah, perfect from the from the field. You can't you, you can't chalk it up any better than that. <laughs> can't complain. Yeah. Let's um, get a couple of rebounds next time you're out there. What about a uh, Springer getting in the starting lineup? That was huge because you had Keon do it against Arkansas, yeah, and then you I, had I, Springer um, against Texas A and M. Do you think we roll with that lineup, or do you think it's it's just going to be game to game? I think right now it's game to game. Um, not that that may, that may be your final lineup, you know, when you're talking about getting into later in SEC play, maybe tournament play. Um, I think that's a good lineup. But I think right now uh, it looks like they're going to toy with it a little bit and see kind of what, what plays out best. Um, you know, I don't know if Springer brought anything more than Keon or vice versa. Um, I don't even know if they brought – if either of those guys brought any more to the starting lineup than Victor Bailey Jr. did. Um you know, maybe a little, you know, as, as far as ball handler goes, both of them are probably better ball handlers, ball handlers than Victor Bailey Jr. Um, but I don't think it's a, it's a big drastic jump or anything. So I think this lineup's certainly going to get played with more. Um, I, what I am curious to see is if there's anybody else pulled out of the starting lineup to see that rotation, or if it's just um, that spot that's rotated Victor Bailey Jr. spot. Yeah. I think probably Springer, you know, like I said, he did have six turnovers, um, but a lot of that was just kind of out of control, just stuff like that. Um, I think, but offensively, I think he gives you a ton. Just being able to get to he's wherever he wants to get to on the floor, he's going to get there. Mm-hmm. And if he has to bully somebody in the process, he's going to do that. He's a bigger guard, um, and I just love the way the dude just goes and gets buckets. Yeah, he he's very aggressive, and I think that helps draw offense out a lot. Um, he definitely brings a ton to the lineup. Uh, and, and he does something that Viscovi, uh, you know, if we're going to – Viscovi's you know, decently can get to the rim, but he's not necessarily going to score. Uh, Springer can go – and Keon both can go to the hole and score. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that gives a different aspect to your offense where um, – and I, I think that helps with, with ball movement and things like that. When you have guys that are able to beat a guy off the bounce – um, go to the rim, kick it out if if nothing's there, and then get an open shot that way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we had that younger lineup in outside of or outside of yeah outside of Ponds, it was uh, Jaden, Josiah, Keon, and I think Kumwa maybe in at the same time. I can't remember who it was. And Ponds, but that and Ponds was was that the lineup? Yeah, I think so. Um, I know it was like all young guys outside of Ponds, and, and they looked good. Now I know you probably don't get Keon or Jaden back, but it made you it made you uh, made you giddy. It was a lot better than that lineup with Urosh against Arkansas. Yes, that <laughs> yes. I was like, what is going on? I think they just tried to count it. Well, I think it was, you know, we talked about the frustration thing, um, and now I think they tried to count it, right? I mean, they just, they were trying to counter the seven-footer, right? Surely? I guess. It's like, hey, we got one of those, too. Go get in right. there. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Yeah. yeah, it was not great. I did not enjoy those couple minutes of basketball. It didn't last very long, if that tells you Thankfully. anything. Thankfully, it didn't last long. Uh, but yeah, Tennessee handled that one just fine. Um, like you said, up seven at the half, finished it by 14, 68 to 54 was the final on the road at Texas A&M. When you get a road SEC win, that's good. Um, you, you can't complain. I, I think every year this conference gets tougher and tougher as far as basketball goes. And it, uh, you know, 
Tennessee's not having um, you know, didn't have too much trouble on the road against a, a quality middle of the pack SEC opponent. They will go to Vanderbilt on Tuesday night. Vanderbilt, not a great basketball team. They did make which they're getting a little better over time. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure they are, and um, they're not as bad as they were last year. Or even in the year Grant went for forty uh, at their house, but um, they did take Kentucky down to the wire. Uh, outside of that, it's, it's been a rough go around in the in the SEC for them. Um, but they they played Mississippi State close, but I, I don't really know what that means. Mississippi State doesn't look too great this year either. No. No, they don't. And they don't have Saban Lee. They do have Scottie Pippen Jr., I think, averaging around 21 a game. Um, but Emmanuel Miller of Texas A&M would tell you that his 18 a game would not last against the Tennessee team. Because um, Tennessee held him to just eight points. Pons is a big reason for that. He was on him most of the time. And then, um, you know, it, everybody kind of switched on and off of him. But, you know, Pons had him the majority of the game and he was not getting the buckets he usually does. So, Scotty Pippen, Jr., I just don't think you're going to get that 21 uh, come Tuesday or Saturday. Or Saturday, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Scotty Pippen, Jr. has definitely been their, um, their force, uh, really on both ends of the floor. Um, but they've only got two guys in double digits, uh, averaging double digits, digits excuse me. Uh, I just – I don't see Vanderbilt – being able to play with this Tennessee team. Now, one thing that is interesting is that you're playing back-to-back. You're play- So, I mean, it's – this is different. This doesn't really happen often in college basketball and the SEC. Um, so, you get to – you're playing a team on, on Tuesday, turn around and play them on Saturday. It's hard to beat any team twice, let alone the same team twice in one week. And this isn't something that normally happens. This is – you're not playing series a lot. Uh, this isn't baseball. <laughs> so, this is a different – this is different territory. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how both teams handle it. And, I mean, like if Vanderbilt gets one win, they're going to be happy regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that look like on – if they get that win on Tuesday, I mean, if Vanderbilt did, you could see Tennessee turn around and win by 40 the next night. 40 is an exaggeration. But win big – uh, on Saturday. So I think it's just going to be really interesting to see how this, uh, I guess, series is what we can call it, play out. Because yeah, it's, a little it's baseball series. Exactly. It's a little <laughs> abnormal. Um, the good thing is, is it is, you know, stretched out over the normal course of games. So I'm going to think the coaching staffs are going to handle the rotations very, very similar um, to to what they see, uh, at least Tuesday night, to, to a normal game. But the, the Saturday adjustment, an immediate turnaround and adjustment is going to be, it's going to be fun to see what happens with that and the smaller conferences are are doing this where they play kind of back to back. Um and it, it's not from one day to the next, which I I think's a little better. Um but there have been some like huge like th- there's been huge turnarounds from game to game um w- with those kind of back to back games within the conference. So uh, yeah, it, it's going to it's definitely going to be interesting. How does this team respond to that? Hopefully we come out Tuesday whoop that ass and hopefully we do the same thing on Saturday. It'd be great. Absolutely. I want you wearing victory caps uh, all around. It, it, I think too, what it's not just the coaches and how they fill out the process and how they're rotating and how they're scheming. It's also the players. Um, when you're able to go match up against the player and then you get to play him next, you know how he plays, you, you know what you're defending or you know what you're attacking. You know how that guy, what that guy's thinking in the moment. Um, it's not just what you see on film you really like you got to go out and it's almost like a, a guy you practice with every day. You're going to know better than a guy you, you play one time. Right. Um, so you, 
you get to you get to play this against him or on the court with him 40 minutes and then you get to go out and play in the next night it's it's a little past um just just scouting so that feel is gonna give i think give the players um a little bit more of an edge now who gains gains that edge more i don't i don't know it's it, like i said it's just going to be interesting to see if that those two games back to back kind of change the matchups for these teams so is tennessee the best team in the sec I mean, I, I think most people – I know this is bias. Like, I know there's bias coming. Um, but I think most people would say yes with Alabama really, really close behind. Um, but I think there's a lot of people, too, that, that may give Alabama the nod just because you saw them go head-to-head with Tennessee and, and come mm-hmm. out on the right end. And I, I don't know if I could fault them. Yeah. I, I just think it's, it's going to be difficult for them to duplicate the – shooting outbursts that they had against mm-hmm. Tennessee. I just don't – like, if Tennessee's able to score 70 points, I just don't see a ton of teams being able to score 70 on us. I just really don't. No, I, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I think I think a lot of people that have watched Tennessee play this year would, would say Tennessee's the best. Um, I think it would probably go Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas uh, for me, and I think for most people. Um, but I think there's a lot of people who look at this Alabama team who's 8-3 uh, and three overall – Mm-hmm. Nine and three overall, uh, with three SEC wins over Tennessee, Florida, and Auburn. All three teams are going to finish in the top half of the SEC. Uh, their losses, not a great loss to Clemson or West uh, Western Kentucky or Stanford, um, but I mean, not three outside of Western Kentucky. Not three, absolutely. Well, the Clemson loss is pretty bad, um, but I, I mean, I think Alabama's earned a lot of respect just since beating Tennessee. And uh, I would, I would say there's going to be people that argue Alabama in front of Tennessee, but I, I think it probably goes Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas. Yeah, and this could change drastically in the next month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have a point guard at Auburn who just got eligible, and I think they were close. I forgot who they played, but they're close to beating somebody. LSU is probably always going to be a thorn in Tennessee side, so we'll see kind of where that matchup is at. And then uh, has Kentucky figured it out? Right. We got a huge win yesterday. Yeah, uh, Alabama and Kentucky play this week uh, on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, one or the other. Uh, it was Alabama and Auburn that played close. Did it end up going to overtime? I, yes, it did end up going to overtime, I believe. Oh, it? Y- yesterday? That, yeah, on Saturday. No, it, no, it, 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 did, it didn't did. end up going to overtime. No, it didn't. Um, yeah. yeah, Alabama and Auburn played a tight game. The, that freshman point guard that just got eligible – they got a steal, and he came up the court and just chucked up a three, and it was he airballed it, and it was over at that point. Golly, yeah, that's mm, that's tough. Freshman, that's tough. That yeah, for sure. Alabama though, and Kentucky, like you mentioned, um, that game is on Tuesday night. Mm. Uh, you mentioned Kentucky. Did Kentucky figure it out? Here's the thing I'll say about Kentucky: they did, have found a way be- to win. Florida this weekend. Okay, yeah, Florida. And, and and yes, the Mississippi State and Vanderbilt win both weren't pretty, but you found a way to win. Yeah, it's true. You found a way to win. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that Kentucky-Alabama game is definitely going to be interesting, along with having some implications in terms of the SEC placement. Yeah, I think they're going to be a dangerous team just because if you give, you know, freshmen, like you said, just the – the, they know how to win now, just figuring out how to win. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of dangerous for, for any team in the SEC going against that type of NBA talent yeah. when they have some momentum, for sure. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Anything else you want to mention about the this SEC basketball slate? That's all I got, man. Vandy week. Vandy week. Come Vandy get it. week. <laughs> we'll talk uh, – we'll, we'll preview that Tuesday night game – or that uh, – sorry, we'll recap that Tuesday night game uh, on our next show and then preview the we'll, – we'll know a little bit more. We'll kind of see what to expect from – uh, the Saturday night game after the Tuesday night game. So uh, that'll be a fun little turnaround for us. Yeah. Be interesting to see for sure. All right. SEC basketball is rounded up. Let's talk about transfer. Tennessee's got, it's not all uh, guys leaving. Tennessee did get gain a transfer, um, gained a uh, pretty, you know, talented transfer in that. Yeah, I think it was, you know, we mentioned him on the show a, a week or so ago when Bailey Zappi went elsewhere, when um, Jack Cohn went elsewhere. We're like, who else do you get? And, you know, I, I said that if you're wanting to go the dual threat quarterback like you are when you're getting Caden Salter, if you're wanting to do that, you need to add a guy that you can already kind of implement that offense with. Um have maybe a veteran presence in that quarterback room. Now, if he wins the job or not, you, you still can, you know, kind of have packages or, um, you know, kind of center your offense around what kind of quarterback that you have at under center. Right. And right. so that, I, this this one's this one's huge. I just think a a guy that's had power five experience, um, a guy that can make plays with his legs is huge. Cause when I first saw him, I was like, Holy crap, that's Josh Dobbs in a Virginia tech uniform. I think that's uh what, what's gotten everyone excited. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pump the brakes on the Josh Dobbs comparison because uh, Josh Dobbs won against all the odds at Tennessee, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm not saying he's Josh Dobbs, but that's like, he runs exactly like him. Right. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of those comparisons, and I don't hate him. I, I hope that that uh, yeah, you hope he would pan out to be cross. that way, right? But we also uh, know how Tennessee is with quarterbacks, so yeah. we'll see. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, this Hendon Hooker, though, I, I think that's the biggest thing that you probably get a guy that bring in. You know, you you had Harrison Bailey get significant. Significant's not a great word to use because they weren't turned out not to be significant. Got some uh, snaps under his belt this year. Um, you bring in Caden Salter, a, a guy that you've you really did your best to hold on to during that class. And um, yeah, he'll be a true freshman, but he, he looks to have a ton of intangibles. Um, but adding a guy like this, probably not your most talented guy, um, but can create a lot with his feet, um, can throw the ball downfield, and then has seen a, a ton of snaps at um, at the power five level at, at the in the, in the ACC um, against some significant opponents. I, I think adding him to your QB room um, – letting him be a veteran presence is is enough to at least uh, try to bring that room together. Yeah, I think now you have some options at quarterback. If if your offensive line is playing like absolute crap, then it's great to have a guy that can make plays with his legs and make something out of nothing exactly like Josh Dobbs did. I mean, that, yeah, I, that offensive line was terrible. Right, and I would need to see, you know, games with, with uh, Hendon Hooker. He, he only had, you know, he gave up – he was sacked 17 times and 16 times this year. Um, I don't know how much he can – you know, I don't know what the kind of escape artist he is, and that's why I'm pumping the brakes on the uh, Josh Dobbs comparison because I don't know how many Josh Dobbs – I mean, how many times he got sacked in his career, um, but I know it would have been a lot more if he wasn't the escape artist that he was. Right, and and even if he is more of a pocket passer that 
can just run a little bit, can can get away. Um, it, it just gives you a different wrinkle of your offense. You can do design quarterback runs and things like that and, and use them a little bit differently than you can a J.D. Shroud or, or Harrison Bailey and guys like that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like, I like this pickup overall, though. I really do. Yep. For sure. Uh, and he, he threw for 2,894 yards in the two seasons at Virginia Tech. He took over, I think, in the middle of the season in 2019. And uh, he had 22 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 1,033 yards of rushing, and 15 touchdowns. And threw for 63% of his – completed 63% of his passes. So, the good thing is he's going to have more weapons here than he did at Virginia Tech. Yeah, hopefully they are used that way. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's definitely more talent now – like you said, if, if it's used, that's to be determined. But <laughs> right, Eric Gray and Jalen Hyatt, Wideman Callaway, um, Bayless Jones Jr., guys like that, that's a quarterback's best friend. The, you just got to know how yeah. to use them. <laughs> the talent is certainly there. That is um, not being disputed. The talent is there. But Hendon Hooker is a vol. He committed and already signed. Can you confirm that? I can. Okay. Just I want to make sure. Can confirm. Okay. I don't know if this is a J.J. Peterson situation that regardless of what he said, we needed to confirm he was on campus. Since Yeah, I got to confirm it. The tweet was telling me that maybe most people couldn't confirm that only one person could. I don't I don't know. So I did, I did just want to verify. Maybe you could confirm. I, I didn't know. It's officially official. It's officially official. I love that. I love that. Transfer portal. Any, uh, and we're going to talk about our, you know, some of Tennessee's guys hitting the transfer portal. Um, anybody else that you see that uh, you think Tennessee could be going after maybe guys they recruited originally in their cycle, guys that are from this area, anything like that, that um, maybe it's portal right now? I think Hendon Hooker, he had ties to Jay Graham. Um, he's from Greensboro, North Carolina, which Jay Graham is also from North Carolina. I think he went to Dudley High School where um, Peyton Page actually went. Um, so there's some ties w- with Jay Graham. So it wasn't completely random, I don't think. And then um, – but as far as other guys go, I think it's difficult. Like it's I, I and I just don't. I mean, a, a Hidden Hooker b- believed in what he was told, but I just think with the uncertainty with the program, that'd be hard for me to sign somewhere where I didn't a hundred percent know the coach is going to be there or not. I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. But uh, Jamie Robinson, um, he was a cornerback that Tennessee recruited, went to South Carolina. He entered the transfer portal. He chose today. He was going to Florida State. And then Eric Gilbert, you know, Tennessee would thought to be kind of in the mix there. But right. it looks like Florida's getting all the, the – the rumors are swirling that he's going to Florida. And how can you not be interested in going to Florida after what you saw with Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts this past season? Yeah, absolutely. My, my one question of that is, and you're talking about coaching uncertainty, Dan Mullen is uh, being reported to interview for the New York Jets position this week. Yeah. Does that, the, those rumors create some uncertainty at Florida that maybe help, I mean, I don't know if they help Tennessee because Tennessee has even more uncertainty. So, Yeah, it's got to a little bit. And, and maybe he just waits it out a little bit and see, sees what happens. Or, yeah. you know, Maybe he has a, a team that he's kind of like, oh, if, if things don't work out here, I'm going to go here. Um, and maybe yeah. that's Georgia. Maybe that's closer to home. Um, 
who knows. But it looks like he's going to be in the SEC regardless. And right. with the uncertainty and kind of darkness going around Tennessee right now, I doubt it would be the balls. Let's try not to play him every every season. season. Yeah. Let's do that. Great. Be great. Yeah, go to the West. Um, hopefully it goes to Arkansas. We don't play them for a while. Yeah, that would be nice. That'd be nice. But Tennessee has 16 guys right now in the transfer portal. Um, and, and that number, does it look good? It doesn't. But the fact is, like, none of them have really been a huge surprise. But yeah. if, if Wanya Morris truly does enter the transfer portal, that will be alarming. Yeah, and then you're hearing reports Darnell Wright may. Correct. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't look great. Um and with with Wanye, has he has he lived up to the five star hype? He's just a like he was just a sophomore, and he's going to be a sophomore next year too. So can you really say he's a bust? I don't think so. I mean, he started a ton of games. He you has still don't want to. You still don't want to see a guy like that transfer, right? And and that's the thing. It's not just like his on the field play. It's like he's considered a leader on this team. You know, any kind of hype video or yeah. Um, he he's spoke spoken to the media a couple times, so you just don't want to see a guy that's had that much kind of exposure on on this Tennessee campus leave right. for whatever's right. going on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and we need all, would not be good. You need bodies on the offensive lines, so he's not a guy. We're just like, oh, who cares if he leaves? Yeah, we do that care too. if he leaves. You, you need all the help you can get on that <laughs> offensive line, and. Is, is some of that coaching. You know, if we're talking about Darnell Wright and Wanye not really living up to the all the hype, how much is that on Will Friend? Because he's been yeah, terrible. I, so does that get any better? It surely can't I'm not get much gonna worse. Conf- it surely can't get worse. I'm not confident to say it'll get better. Right. Not confident. Not doing that. Uh, transfer portal is not good for Tennessee. I, I mean, it's just you expected some this year, but – well, the, when when you have significant guys leaving, that's not good for you. That that doesn't bode well for your program. Um, thankfully, you didn't lose like a ton of guys at early signing period. Um, doesn't seem yet that you're going to lose any more in the national signing day. So I, I guess that's you know can be you know something good going on. But I mean, it's just not good when you have guys leaving that had had roles on your team. Yeah, my my fear is like whatever happens. You know, if, if if you do fire Pruitt, mm. what does the transfer portal look like? Because Tennessee right, right now can only add five more guys to this class and be on scholarships. So you can't add – you have 16 in it right now. You're not going to add 16 guys to replace those guys. You're adding mm. five. Or I guess six if you count Hendon Hooker. Yeah. No, that's a good point. You, yeah, it makes it even worse when you can't actually go out and replace them. Yep. And, and and like you said, where Alabama and Clemson kind of separated themselves with all this COVID stuff because of depth, I mean, they're just getting better and better with all this. Right. Because te- teams mean, it, aren't leaving when you're winning, when you're competing for championships. Guys aren't leaving. If, no. Even if they're second string, they're like, well – I play a little bit on special teams. I get a ring, but guys, here if you're second string and you're highly recruited, you're probably leaving. Yeah, when you're not, and especially when you're not winning, it makes it 
all the all you know gives you more of a reason to look for uh, alternatives. Touchdown, Camara. I saw that. I was, I, you know what? I'll, I'll be honest. When the uh, when Mitch Trubisky should have had that touchdown, that little trick play, I was kind of rooting for the Bears. I, I was. Um, I know him. we both said. I know we both said they they could not pull off an upset at all, but it made me start rooting for him a little bit. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're always going to cheer for the underdog, and, and the Bears like that didn't even have a shot in this game. Right. And the fact that they only down seven to three and they miss a wide open touchdown. It was just too easy for the guy to catch. It was just like, exactly. there's no way Mitch Trubisky just threw me this ball. There's no way. You got to make me earn it a little bit more, man. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's talk coaching. That's the biggest topic. That's the big, I mean, that's that's what everybody wants to talk about. Let's be honest. Yep. I mean, the longer it goes, the lo- the more it sets your program back. And I think we said this from the get-go, and it's just for a number of reasons. It's the recruiting aspect. You know, you want to get in early on these 2022s. Um, You have to this point, but if you're getting a whole new staff in there, that whole staff has to recreate all those um, relationships. So you have that. You have the the transfer portal where you're going to have to have guys in this class. Um, Staff changes. You know, you – and then your your head coaching pool, if you do make that that change, it's dwindling down every single day. So that those guys that maybe you would call and see if they're interested, some of those guys are already off the board. How have how have we not heard from anyone inside the athletic department, whether it be Jeremy Pruitt or Philip Fulmer? It's insane. How have we not heard from anyone? It's insane. I mean, it's just darkness i mean there's just nothing there's supposed to be interviews next week so hopefully we hear something in the next week or so but i'm not i'm not confident in that no i i don't know i mean i don't i don't know what's going on truthfully um for everybody that's i mean i think there's a lot of people like we know there's going to be some there's recruiting questions like i everyone knows that much um but I, i i truthfully don't know what's going on um the stuff you're hearing kind of seems cut and dry, maybe some violations, but nothing that seems like warranted getting fired. No. Yeah. So I, I just don't know. And, and I think I want Jerry, I think it's time to move on from Jerry Pruitt. I think it's now almost too late to move on from Jerry Pruitt for this year. Like, I think at this point, like you're digging yourself a bigger hole. I think that Vol fans who are rooting for this allegation you know, something in this investigation to come out. I think one thing we got to understand is if Jeremy Pruitt's fired with cause that is going to set this program back, not because of Jeremy, who Jeremy Pruitt is, but because we're going to have violations mm-hmm. who the next coach in is going to come in and have to work with something, something worse than what was already probably going to be handed to him. So as much as I'm ready for Jeremy Pruitt to go, I know the longer this goes on, just the worse and worse it gets for Tennessee. Yeah, for for either decision that's made, because like at it, this point, at it, this point, pay him twelve million, just so we can move on, so we have can put ourselves in a better spot. Twelve million is worth being in a better spot in my eyes. You have the effing money, pay it. Yeah, and, and if something comes out about this investigation, then you can renegotiate whatever you need to after the fact. But if you've already made your decision that yeah, he's probably not the right guy, but let's try to get something on him so we can get him out for for nothing. 
Go ahead and make. You've already made your decision. Go ahead yeah. and say it. Just, just do it. If you had to, if you had to pay the twelve million, pay the twelve million. But it is time to move on. Every day this investigation goes on, especially if everything that all the fans are hearing that it's going to get him fired, and maybe that's just chatter in your building, and you need to clean up that chatter. If there's that many people going behind his back and saying he's going to get fired, or you know this will be the end of him, then they want him gone. And that stuff you got to clean up inside your building. That's on you as an athletic department. The longer this goes on, the worse and worse this is for the University of Tennessee. Yeah, and what if they do, at the end of this, decide to keep him? Then you went through all that, missed out on guys. Um, you know, you didn't get the, the hires maybe you wanted from the get-go because you have a freeze on, on your um, right now. It was all for nothing. We're waiting all this for, right. for nothing, so it's it's either setting setting the next guy up for failure, or you've literally done absolutely nothing, and and you probably put Prude in a worse spot for exactly yeah. as well. Yeah, so yeah, it's just it's, it's poor decision. It's poor decision making at the very top. And and mm. I like Phil Former, but that starts with him. He is the athletic director. This poor decision making in the athletic director's office. It's that simple. And I I get like. He probably wants it to work out, but it, it just seems like everybody above him is kind of out. And I know, like, their first priority, the people above him, like the chancellor, or the president, general counsel, whatever, their focus is on the university itself. Not really the football program, but if if they if the university is their big, like, you know, this is what we're focused on, the university, well, what makes you money, bud? Your football program makes you a hell of a lot of money, so you need to get that right. I don't. I don't know what to do because it also feels though that like if some of the stuff that I've you know that we've heard over the last decade that's happened, then it also I, I gotta say that you know there's some place where the board trustees also need to stay where that you know be out of this out of the situation. Yep, and let the athletic director work. But, you know, we just don't know what's going on, though. Yeah, somebody needs to step up and, and give us some clarity. That that way, I mean, oh, if nothing so else, it, it stops all the rumors. Right. But just, I mean, just come out and say, like, why can't, what's so hard? Even if you're faking it, fake it till you make it. Prove it's our guy. And we're having to do this investigation because we may have heard some things that happened in our program. We're an NCAA institution, and we need to respect whatever this crap the NCAA is. Um, because we're an NCAA institution, fake it, fake it, say it. We may not believe it, but you at least said it. So we got to contest it right now. You're not saying anything. Yeah. You've got this whole staff kind of in the dark and like, how how are you able to go to work every day and and do a good job when you don't even know if you're going to be there any longer? I'm going to tell you right now, there are probably some guys who can, but not everyone can. No. There's yep. some guys sitting on the last couple of days of their contract, last 20 or so days of their contract right now, that I can promise you are not giving their all right now. No. So, yeah, you're, and, you're and it, fall, it falls in the athletic department, the athletic director in the athletic department. That's who it, and that's who all of this falls on at the end of the day. Yep. And you're setting the next coach up for failure. You're setting us back another probably year with all this. Yeah. At least. I just want to win, and I want to win now. And if that means going and getting someone like Hugh Freeze, because you know what? He does win fast. I don't know if he can build programs, but he can win fast. Go get him. Because I just want to win. At this point, I'll do anything. 
Yeah. Okay, not anything, because there are some guys that I've seen that will do anything to win, and they do some weird things. So I'm going to back out of the anything statement. Yeah. Don't be going to The Rock. Don't do that. I'm not going to I'm not going to The Rock. I'm not going to dorm rooms. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that. That's not something I'll do. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe that happened today. That was the greatest thing. That was thing amazing. I love Twitter so much. I love Twitter. NFL playoffs. Because I don't want to talk about Tennessee football anymore. So I want to okay. talk about football. I, I, I do want to ask you this real quick. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I want to answer, but I'll try. So, what would what would you do right now in all this? What would I do like, if I'm Philip Fulmer? Yeah. If you're Philip Fulmer, it's kind of over your head right now a little bit. What would you do as the athletic director right now? The first thing I would have done was when this – when this investigation started or when Trey Wallace broke the report and gave the university a chance to issue a statement, I'm making a statement. I think everyone knows like the first rule about PR is you need to be the first one to speak. Like you can't let it get out of hand. Um, Once you let like everyone else kind of make their determinations of it, like in the public's eye, the public court of opinion at the end of the day, doesn't really like mean much to you but it can certainly affect how you're going to have to do things in the future. So you definitely want to get out ahead in the court of public opinion. Um, so I would have, I would have spoken out either way at a press conference, or I would have made a comment to Trey Wallace's um, report or anyone else's report that asked for a comment. Um, you got to, even if you say the, the simple stuff of, you know, yeah, we're going to, you know, this probably isn't a lot. We're just doing our due diligence. This is what we do because we're an NCAA member institution. Speak on it. Um, Jeremy Pruitt, once, once there's a question of Jeremy Pruitt's going to be fired, Jeremy Pruitt's our guy, um, if, if he is your guy. Jeremy Pruitt's our guy. Um, and, and if something comes to this NCAA investigation and we have to make some decisions then, we'll cross that road when we get there, but we don't intend to do that unless we have to. Yeah. Um, and at least you're making a strong statement and you're telling them, unless this gets above my head and out of my hands, I know what I'm doing. Um, this is my decision. This is what we're going with. If the NCAA tells me I have to fire him, I'll fire him. But it, that's the only person that's going to tell me or, or my, my boss. Um, and even then I'm going to go to battle with him, but in, until it gets completely out of my hands, Jeremy Pruitt's our head football coach or, and, and I guess I'm just saying like how in my head, am I thinking about this right? Phil Fulmer wants Jeremy Pruitt to be the football coach. Is that what you think? That that's what it seems like to me. So that's why I just get out ahead of it. That's why, I mean, you just have to, just make a strong statement. And if you end up having to, you end up having to, but at least you seem strong the whole way. And at least it looked like you had his back. And, and I don't, I don't understand just, I mean, being truthful can go a long ways. I mean, that's, that's life. Yeah. So I, I don't understand. Like, you know, it's going to get out anyway, even like right. at Tennessee stuff gets out somehow, some way it always gets out. Yeah. Was, was this, it doesn't look good that, yeah. Go ahead. It, it doesn't look good that Trey Wallace broke the story. And it wasn't just report. It, like, Tennessee didn't just release a statement on it. Right. Yeah. I, and good, that's, not a knock on, that's not a knock on Trey. That's just saying, like, the, that's not – like, Trey Wallace did a good job. That's on the university for not. Correct. Yeah, so Florida was able to go a year without anybody knowing it until it was resolved. That doesn't happen here. Things gets, no. thing gets out. So, I like what you said. Get ahead of it and, and – and try to take it on full steam. 
And right. and, and if you're truthful, people are like, well, at least they told the truth. I and mean, I at least you have that. I don't even think you have to like work hard. I think it's just saying this is what we're, you know, there's an investigation going on. Um, we don't expect it to impact who our coaches. Um, Jeremy Pruitt will be the coach in 2021. Not that half-ass whatever you did for the Liberty Bowl. That was, come on, that was weak. Yeah, it was. It was. Like, do you, do you, if you had gone in and you pitched a statement to, to recruits and you say, that, you know, if you gave that pitch to recruits, would you be, would you walk out of that house and feel okay about getting him? And if the answer is no, then you, then you shouldn't have done it because the recruits, they're going to, it's, they're going to see that on Twitter. It got blasted everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're going to see it on social media. They see that stuff. It matters. And the fans don't impact the recruits, but the athletic director and the decisions he makes certainly can. And especially if you feel like you need to be calling them because we know there has been that happening. Yeah. People don't like uncertainty. So if it, if it's not a a slam dunk for sure thing, you know, people aren't going to buy that. People don't trust people these days. Your word, your half ass word means nothing. No. to anybody anymore so i mean if you're not if people can't people can read if you're sincere or not and, and that whatever he did for the liberty bowl was not sincere no it felt very halfway done and especially when you come out two days later and you're not playing it. right so stupid it's so stupid I, I think they should have just gotten out ahead of this could have got even after the trey wallace thing i think they could have come out because i think if they come out the next day or you know two days later whatever it was would be and that story breaks, and now they're asked, you know, the comment on it. Come out and say, you know, here's what's happening. Here's what we're doing. This is our plan. It sounds like you got a plan. Right now, it sounds like you have zero plan for what's going to happen. Yep. Especially from all the, I mean, all the rumors. Like, why would you not come out and squash that rumor? If you're Jeremy Pruitt, are you just, like, you're seeing all the rumors, like, you know, at what point do they start to creep in? Is he trying to get find a way out of my buyout? What's going on here? Yeah, you don't think Jimmy Sexton's all over that right now? <laughs> Jimmy Sexton will not be. I think we lost Caleb for. I think he kind of timed you out a little bit. What were you saying about Jimmy Sexton? Oh, sorry. Uh, he only negotiates for higher buyouts. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it, it's just going to increase. Only, only bigger buyouts. buyouts. So, yeah, what you're exactly. saying is you, we're going to give it. Jeremy Pruitt an extension. After this whole investigation, I would love that. At least, at least you sound like you got a plan. I would love that at this point. But <laughs> turn it around somehow. So apparently, he hasn't been interviewed yet by the council. Dude, they they don't have a plan either. No <laughs> one here has a plan. Just like, how has the head guy not been talked to yet? Well, doesn't that lead you to believe that it doesn't really involve him that much? Investigation been going on for fifty two days. Yep, it's sad, man. Uh, who said that? I'm sorry. Miserable Vol. I feel you, man. Um, <laughs> what can you do? It's Tennessee. Never a dull moment. This is. Well, I mean, I just don't understand why we can't get we can't get anything right. Because if if this happened to Alabama, these investigations, no one gives a rat's ass. No one cares. Also, every, yeah, and everyone's cheating. Let's all the Alabama fans and. All you know, Nick Saban doesn't have to cheat. He just gets him to the NFL, uh, buddy. Nick Saban bought that dude. What? A, what is it? A Dodge Tailcat? Yeah, yeah, they all um, they don't. all get them. <laughs> That's like their the Dodge uh, Charger is part of the admissions packet. Yeah. The University of Alabama football program. That's a, they get an iPad and a Dodge. Their dorm room. Their goodie bag gift. On, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. The, the the day they walk in and their backpack, there's a there's a uh, keyless starter uh, for their charger out front. So yeah, drop that bull crap. Everyone cheats. Nick Saban does it the best because he doesn't get caught. And he yeah. wins, so no one no one like any, no any, one cares. Any, and he wins, so no one bats an eye. If Tennessee right, goes playoffs, seven and three, I don't like, like hanging. Yeah. Okay. That so. doesn't matter. Yeah, it, no, no one cares. cares. I, I would love to talk. <laughs> no one, talk, no one cares. You're absolutely right. I'm just. Uh, I think I'm creeping into. Yeah, I'm about to yell. Am I getting louder? I feel like I'm getting louder. Uh, see, I, I'm like <laughs> pulling a. <laughs> I've talked to you so long, so it's just like it, whatever. You whatever. Mad a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting Nick Saban territory. Where like the more I talk about you're it, you're not getting like like in game, like live mad. <laughs> So it's not a, not a lot can reproduce that anger. <laughs> not a lot. Like Florida 17. Golly, man. If I could go back, I'd burn that place to the ground. <laughs> Who had a chance to burn down Ben, uh, Ben Hill Griffin and didn't do it. Wasn't it on fire at one point? Yeah, it was on fire. I think it caught fire. Didn't it? Yeah. Why didn't the That's city just be like, eh, we're good. But that is a total loss. <laughs> yeah. We're right at <laughs> all the insurance. We're <laughs> yeah. done. That claim going. Um, yeah. NFL playoffs. Connor Connor Gregory just texted us and said these have sucked. So I guess he's not like them. I love the uh, Colts Bills. Um, Rams Seahawks was a fun one to watch. Uh, the Buck Bucks game was fun to watch. The Rams and Seahawks Ravens was Titan. a terrible game today. Okay, hold on a second. The Rams looked fine. The Seahawks sucked. The Rams did not look great either. Their what quarterback almost got decapitated, and then Jared he Goff has a, has a broken thumb or something. He has, like, pins in his thumb or in his hand. I don't know. Yeah, they just – it just didn't look like a, a good playoff game. It was very ugly. Well, the Seahawks just sucked, so that doesn't help it. I, I thought the Rams looked okay. Now, it wasn't the best game of the weekend, but I also would say – I would say the Rams Seahawks game has been better than any game today. The two games that were played today. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the Ra- the Ravens earned that. They did win. That's fair. But it was Lamar also, Jackson went off. The second half was not fun to watch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in this game, I mean, that first um, half, it was 7 to 3 at halftime. 7 to 7 to 3 at half. That game has been that game's been ugly. That's gross. It's, it's about to end too. Three minutes left. It's almost over. Um, see what happens in the Brown Steelers game. Speaking of COVID, but the Bills Colts game, a lot of fun to watch. Fun to see the Colts. I mean, Philip Rivers. My, my giving hot, it all he's got. My hot streak with the Bills has come to an end. Finally ended. Yeah, yeah. it, it was going to end, end sometime. Bill, yeah. I mean, the Bills played well too. Yeah, it was going to end sometime. I just Bills played well. I thought that was a really, really fun. Yeah, I thought <laughs> that's fair. I, I thought that was a great playoff game. Um, you had fans in. Uh, I don't know if their stadium has a name now. I don't remember what it used to be, um, but you did have you had fans at that game. Josh Allen threw for three hundred plus yards, two touchdowns, um, and the Bills march on. Is their first playoff no win since ninety five? Like Buffalo Bills, something like is it ninety five? So I can't remember. It's been a years. while. Jesus, I'm 25 years old, and I was born in '95. So yeah, that's right. 
That's rough. I'm yeah, I'm 25. Or how old are you? <laughs> and then the then the uh, the Bucks Redskins game. I'm gonna call them the Redskins. I'm sorry. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> uh, Bucks Redskins game. I mean the W word Redskins. What the crap? Yeah, exactly. I I I mean I thought that would be I thought that would be the ugliest game of the weekend. Truthfully, I did too. Yeah. Yeah, that was. It felt like a cr- classic ugly Tom Brady win coming in. I mean, and who is this freaking quarterback? Did he find like? Yeah, I don't know. He, what did Michael he have Vick like eight shoes on a power line? <laughs> yes, I mean, that's gonna be the story. Good lord, <laughs> that that that's definitely gonna be the story that he found those. That yeah, that's funny. I love it. Straight from the XFL, what did he have, baby. eight total appearances. Is yeah. that where he he most recently played? Yeah, he was with the Battle Hawks. Yes. Wasn't that was his first start, right? Taylor Hineke? Heineke. Heineke. I don't know how you say his name. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. But I think that was his first career start, no? I mean, he took. Gave it all he had. Yeah, he took Tom Brady to the wire. Loved it. Love it. I thought Tampa's okay, so defense was didn't... a lot better than that. I mean, he ran all over them. Maybe not. So we haven't seen any upsets this week, right? Uh, Se- the the Seattle was favored to beat the Rams. The Rams was, yeah, you're right. Seattle was favored. But yeah, that was the only right. one. But, and I think... Okay. So the, the Ravens have covered and the Saints have covered. And those are the only favorites that have covered. So if yesterday, if you picked all the underdogs right. to cover, you won if you've... Picked all the favorites to this point. They've covered. So, dang, the Bucks were close to covering. What were it? Was it eight and a half? Or nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay, so not as close as I thought. Not quite as close as I thought. After the first touchdown, I got it at minus twelve. <sighs> and you took it. You wrote it. Yep. Did you take the you took the minus twelve? Oh, yeah, like a moron. <laughs> Who do you have tonight then? All right. Are you going Steelers all the way or are you still on that worst 12 and 14 ever? I just need Steelers money line. That's all I need. Okay. But, but what's your what's your prediction? I don't know. I feel like this is going to be another ugly game. <laughs> I th- I think this one I think it'll either be an ugly close game or an ugly Steelers win big game with um the Browns missing Stefanski. Yeah, I I think um just the Steelers have been in this situation before. I think that goes a long way. Um, I would like if the Browns won, though. I wouldn't hate it. I would love, Baker. I would love nothing more for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I'm sure uh, our our boy Kivit would love it too. Kivit would big Cleveland guy. Yeah, big dog pound guy. <laughs> oh, that sounds gross. So. <laughs> I mean, through through these playoffs, like, I don't know. Because I thought if the Bills, like, took care of business like I thought they were going to, I would think they would probably be the one to maybe knock off Kansas City. But this, I mean, these couple games, maybe the Saints. But I don't know anybody that – maybe the Saints and Bills, 
Packers, Chiefs. I think those are the four clear favorites to this point. Yeah, and even, I mean, which I think maybe the Saints, is it unfair to judge them on this win since they won 21-3? to But, I mean, I just 20, feel like the Saints. It's 27, right? They didn't end up scoring? Okay. Oh, I think they're reviewing uh, it. I don't know if he did or not. Reviewing it. Um, so, yeah, it is under review. Um, uh, but it's just the Saints just don't look great enough to win big games right now, right? Well, I think they got Kamara back. They got Michael Thomas back this week. Um, Drew Brees is getting healthier every day. I don't know. Again, I, like I, said, I, I think it's a team that's been there before, and they have the talent. The defense is good. Um, but can they put it together? Can they make a run? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's hard to to judge them just based on this game. So I'm not. They won. I'm not, I'm not willing to do it. It's just them winning big games. I'm a little nervous about. I, I definitely like the Packers um, to be a team that a, a team that could win it. Um, the Bills. I'm not entirely convinced, but I, they also kind of look like they're on a warpath. So I, I think it's possible. Yeah, at some games I'm like, dude, they they are probably gonna knock off Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday probably wasn't one of those games where I'm just like, yeah, they're they they're probably gonna lose to Kansas City if I went off just yesterday. Fair. That's fair. I can't can't really argue with that. Uh, we got any fan questions that have been dropped in? Anybody got any questions? Drop them in the chat now, or any from today, yesterday? I haven't seen any. It's been weird. Been quiet. Kind of like the Tennessee administration. <laughs> it's okay though. We we still love you all. Unlike the yeah Tennessee athletic department. So, um, no worries. Uh, if you got questions, drop them in. Uh, if we miss them for a second, I'll I'll do my best to get back to them. Sorry if we have missed them and you and you've asked them. Um, I think uh, Chris asked, "What else do UT fans have to look forward to other than this potential coaching search?" Uh, you're not in one Tennessee basketball volunteers, so don't worry. And the Tony Vitello and the baseball program over there is pretty dang good, too. You do have the baseball program as well. So the, lady, no the Lady Vols have only lost one game. They won today. They did end up winning? It was close. I think was they it had, ugly? I think it was 64-63. Okay. I think it was about one, and I think Tennessee missed four straight free throws at the end of the game. Oof. Hey, you got the dub. That's all. That's that's what's important. Found a way. You got the dub. Um, win is a win is a win is a win. What do you think about before we get into our segments? What do you think about JG going to Washington State? Who cares? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean that too. I don't. I mean, like, are they still an air raid team? I don't. I don't even know who their coach is. I'll be hundred percent honest. It's the the Stephen A. Smith. Uh, we don't care. We don't care. We don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I, I just. I I hope he does good, but I don't care. Yeah. Like, he could do bad. I, I am kind of surprised at that, like, to move all the way across the country. I thought that was weird. I mean, maybe if Mike Leach was there, maybe I'd be like, hey, you know, he's going to throw for 80,000 yards <laughs> this year. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, is the Pac-12 a better kind of fit for his talent level? Probably. Um It'd be interesting to see him and JT go against one another in the Pac-12. Yeah. Pac-12 yeah. championship is going to be Colorado I, and uh, Washington State. 
that would be just poetic justice for the last <laughs> however many years of Tennessee football. Uh, I mean, there would not be anything that defined it better. <laughs> Martin Nagy is gonna—he's Col- gonna have to write a whole book just about that game. If Colorado and Washington State play in the Pac-12 championship, I think we should both have to go and wear Jared Garantano Washington State jerseys. I don't even know if that's possible. Can they? Can they play? I don't other. know what division they're in. I, 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 that's a good question too. I can look it up. Uh, so if if they're in the same division, um, do we just do we say if one goes, we have to get like if Garantano goes, we have to go because we've always believed in Shroud. That that's not the same. They're gonna um, do college game day just for that game. Yeah, exactly. All right, let me pull the Pac-12 divisions. I think mean, I think you should have to wear a Jerry Gantano jersey. They are they're in separate divisions. <laughs> it's Washington State's happen. in the north, Colorado's in the south. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be oh, hilarious. Hey, go, go ahead and buy that Garantano Washington State jersey. Go ahead and get it ready. Get your red number two. I'd rather have a Colorado Shroud jersey. <laughs> no, 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 no. If they make it, you have to wear the JG jersey. Alright, I'll do it. Okay. I don't even know where, like, where, can you imagine how much money we have to spend to get out there just to, for that? But I think you have to do it. I think you do. If he makes it, I'll, I'll go. And you have to wear the jersey. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I'll go. Okay. Okay, perfect. Good. That works. I'm happy. I just, like, I just thought Rutgers or Arkansas State was a sure thing. I, there is no way Arkansas State was going to happen. No way, because of the because of how things turned out before, or because you think he thinks he's a power five quarterback. I mean, probably both. Yeah, honestly, uh, I didn't consider that second one, um, but that's probably also accurate. Um, I would say it's more so the relationship that they have. I don't see it possible. Gotcha. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. Most important of the week. What do you got? Most important. Oh, we did see Jordan Allen is going to Weber State, he mentioned. And I think Balen Buchanan is going to Louisiana Tech. So, I mean, if that tells you anything about the guys that are transferring, if yeah, they're going to, right. like, these schools, like, it's not it's not a loss. Um, Correct. Most important. I got LaMelo Ball. Okay. Balling out. The youngest player in NBA history to record a triple-double. Did that last night oh, for nice. the Hornets, dude. He looks good, and I know a lot of like a lot of people. He does look good. Don't really like his his family, and and probably good reason. Um, but the kid's legit. I mean, he's oh, he's he can play for him Time to go him, through all that videos to like not to go overseas and, and kind of live and and play in that, and then to be a, a top. Was he number two overall? Yeah. No, yeah. number three overall. Yeah. Three overall. I think that's that's crazy. Insane. No, for sure. I mean, to get where he's at is definitely taking some effort. Um, and ridiculous talent. Um, so I've got – did you see the dunk with the, the backboard-breaking dunk from the kid with a mullet? I did not. It, does he go to – I'll have to Carolina? find it. it Unfortunately not. Maybe he's being recruited. Hmm. Um, but he gets a breakaway. Uh, guy with a mullet gets a breakaway. 
uh, goes up for a dunk, and it just looks like he's going to hammer it. And he shatters the backboard in what looks like a high school basketball game. And he even gets dapped up by the ref, like the ref, which a lot of people had the joke, like the ref's like, I'm getting paid and going home early. (laughs) (laughs) But it, I I love that in a situation like that, that the ref is just like, that was effing awesome. (laughs) Come and get some. And dude, like if you get dunked on by a dude with a mullet, you got to quit basketball, right? Fortunately for uh, everyone else involved, it was a breakaway. So there's no one there to get posterized or anything. Mm, Okay. Um, Maybe that helps. Yeah, that would have hurt. Right, getting that backboard shattered over you would be extra. Um, I've got one rule. If I'm going to get dunked, I'm not going to get dunked on. My second rule is if I'm going to get dunked on, you better break the effing backboard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're getting, you're definitely getting tackled, and we're fighting after yeah. it. Oh, like, <laughs> I'm not getting dunked on as the first rule because I'm taking your legs out. Yeah, you're going to land You're going to earn those neck. points at the free throw line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to earn those points at the free throw line. All right, you got any more most important? Um, but the Lady Vols getting a win over number thirteen Arkansas the other day. Ah, big win! And they got a win yeah, today. A great- so I think they're nine and one on the season. Okay, and a great locker room celebration after that uh, win over Arkansas. Eight and one on the season. Sorry, eight, eight and one. one on the season. Yeah, yeah, and beating them by fifteen. That's you love to see it. Are they going to be ranked? Come, is it tomorrow? Are they released on Monday? I honestly don't know. Monday or Tuesday, one of the two. Gotcha. Uh, I don't have any more most important. I've got a fail. I got one more most important. Um, Max Ferguson, Tennessee junior infielder, has been named a preseason All-American by Perfect Game. If you want to, like Chris asked nice. about it, being excited about stuff. Basketball, yes. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you're, you're going to have a really good baseball team to, to look forward to come this spring. Absolutely. Got a lot of uh, studs my, on My feels more of a stupidity. Yeah, my feels more of a stupidity, so I'm going to save it. Um, okay. I'm going to save that stupidity. Let me see if I can get a fail. So I can get a fail going. Hold on one moment. You got I, any fails? I do. And you might disagree with this, but I just thought it was a lot for nothing, really. Um, Auburn's new football performance center with a flight simulator dude i <laughs> i know that sounds silly but i think that'd be awesome i'm just like why i mean like a niner niner approaching runway <laughs> you're not clear for landing <laughs> I, I, I don't know why the i mean we can all agree that some of these facilities are getting out of hand um but yeah I, sure. I don't know why but i would definitely be very excited about the fly simulator I don't know how many people are going to use it. Seems like not a lot of people would use that. Did you see Jimmy Graham's catch to end the game? No, I haven't. He just got a one-handed touchdown. Oh, wow. Ooh, they almost covered. Did they? Yeah, it was about 12, so they covered. Uh. But... <laughs> oh, a lot of people were asking me, because I, I got my wisdom teeth taken out on Wednesday, so if I sound weird or... My face looks a little fat. That's because of it. it's nothing that I've oh, done. You look promise. great. <laughs> um, but I, I said, as soon as I'm fully recovered, I'm going to a bridge and getting yeah. the best burger in Knoxville. Talk to you about that. Dude, I've had stock and barrel. I've had a bridged. A bridge is better. I promise. Have you had a bridged? I've had a bridged. Have I've, had at the, I've had at the moment someone told me it was the best burger in Knoxville. And you didn't think so? 
It's good. It's a very good burger. But Stock and Barrel, ride or die for Stock and Barrel. I'm sorry. But do you, do you think it's close? I'll, I'll give it that they're close. I just like a bridge better. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a good burger. Like, it's a very, like, I would, I have recommended a bridge to people. Okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I think it's good. But, like, I think Stock and Barrel is just. It's the everything about Stock and Barrel, I think, is great. Okay. I think the burger is fantastic. I think it's the best just meat quality. I think their bun is incredible. I think their fries or their onion rings, whichever side you prefer, is great. So, I just a big, big Stock and Barrel guy. Okay. I mean, you're wrong. I hate you, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't want to tweet it at you, especially knowing I would see you in a couple hours. So, I was like, oh, I'll wait. Uh, so I'm glad you brought it up because I'd forgotten. Yeah, I needed to talk to you about that because it's... I, I just I think you are wrong. <laughs> and I hate you. It's I, it's weird not not like seeing you on on a weekend. Like I did see you sorry, yesterday, man. which we did. Yeah. Um, but I'm used to like being upset about sports and yeah, yeah. Miss you, dude. Miss you too, man. <laughs> I shot an eighty-one. I shot. I shot an eighty-one today. So I was pretty upset about that. If you want to be mad too, dang. Yeah, trying to trying to break eighty again. Can't do it. But you did. I'm a terrible. You, you did. Offer. You have done it though. Yeah, I did. Two weekends last. Was that last week? I don't remember. It was a while ago. Where Where was it at? Was it at Severeville? S- Severeville. Yeah. You, are you a member? Yeah. Uh, no big deal. Um, <laughs> dude, it's. <laughs> It's way too cold for golf. Let's establish that. It was 28 degrees this morning when I left my house and I went and played golf. So, so that, fail on me because I'm an idiot. But that's why you shot an 81. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely correct. I might go. I might go play tomorrow in Johnson City. So if anybody's listening that knows some good places around Johnson City, um, let me know because I'll probably go play it because I've got my clubs with me. They're actually right behind me. Nice. So, yeah. No big deal. I'm one of those guys who just travel with my clubs. Some guy, old guy at Hilton Head made fun of me for not traveling with my clubs, so now I just take my clubs everywhere. Wait, he made fun of you because you don't like you anywhere you go, you're supposed to take your clubs. Like you never know. Well, yeah, exactly. You never one. know. Exactly. He uh well, we were sitting there at the bar talking and he was like, you know, I was like, Yeah, he's like, You playing golf this weekend? I was like, No, I'm only in town for like two days, so I didn't think I'd have time. He's like, Oh, I always find time to play golf when I'm somewhere. He's like, I take my clubs no matter what. I was like, that's that's good life advice. So now I, I just do it. Okay, so like traveling is different than like going to the grocery store. Because if he's carrying them to the grocery <laughs> store, I'm like, dude, that dude's kind of a serial killer. <laughs> what if you show up to – like what if you're like trying out a new Ingles and there's a golf course behind it? I feel like that's important to have those clubs in your in your backseat. So. I guess. If you ever <laughs> see an Ingles by- – in front of a golf course, let me know. I'll let you know. I don't know why I chose Ingles either. That is a random grocery store. That I don't even think many exist in Tennessee. Do we have? So, I, th- I think there's one in uh, Morristown. There is one in Morristown. Uh, when I go shopping for my grandmother, that's where I go. To <laughs> she's got. She's an Ingles shopper. Nice. She got I food city re- myself. Rewards. No card. big deal. She does. She makes sure I take it every time I go. So. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. All right, man. You got anything else before, you, I, before we get off here? That's all I got. All right. Guys, we appreciate y'all listening as always, whether you're listening live on the podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, um, wherever you're at tonight. We always appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back with you on Wednesday morning, recapping the two or the uh, Vanderbilt game and 
previewing the Vanderbilt game. I'm sure we'll also be talking about uh, more uncertainty because I just don't imagine Tennessee making a decision before Wednesday. So. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to put some money on it that we won't hear anything right. until then. So, good luck. God bless. Thanks for listening. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.